Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I am joined by Abhishek Maheshwari. He is the CEO of Akash Educational Services Limited. Hi Abhishek, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be here. It's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today Abhishek. So to our audience who are not aware about your professional journey, why don't you tell us and give us a, a small glimpse into your uh, elaborate professional career? Yeah, no, happy to. Uh, so you know i am a, i am a, a small town boy myself i grew up in jaipur uh, mm-hmm. did my uh, 10 plus 2 there uh, then uh, i did i'm an engineer by training so i did my engineering from iit delhi uh, mm-hmm. and then the travel bug bit me so i spent a few years in europe uh, doing a bunch of different gigs i uh, did my mba from uh, us at the columbia business school and then okay. dabbled in multiple uh, professions along the way uh, so first mm-hmm. i started my journey with uh, post mba Uh, with McKinsey, which is a global strategy consulting firm uh, in yeah. New York, uh, I moved back to India with them uh, in 2005, 2006. Uh, and uh, you know, the plan originally uh, back in the day, in the 90s, you know, the, the dream was to go go outside India and and pursue one's career there. Uh, mm-hmm. So I came back to India. You know, the plan was to come here for a year, uh, but then that was 15 years back, and I'm still here, and I've had a had a tremendous <laughs> a tremendous career, and uh, you know, a lot of fun. along the way uh, so i was i i was i moved back to india with mckinsey uh, did a lot of work with uh, all kinds of uh, companies in the india us corridor uh, mm-hmm. from there uh, this was 2007 8 uh, you know the investment uh, landscape in india was starting to improve and lots of opportunities were coming up so i moved to the to the private equity industry uh, okay. we started a small fund called cobera partners to invest in companies that were operating in the cross border india us services media technology uh, corridor uh, oh, did that for a few years hmm. yeah uh, and uh, you know then realized that you know, I, you know always uh, every few years uh, as my wife says i have like the the five year itch uh, so wanted to do something <laughs> different uh, okay. right along that time uh, disney came along uh, mm-hmm. you know disney is of course uh, you know an intriguing uh, household name when it comes to yeah. uh, to globally loved brands and they were uh, they were looking to go big in india and they were in the process of acquiring uh, a local indian studio called utv which is of course renowned mm. for a lot of lot of great films uh, and uh, they were acquiring that company and uh, and looking at, at a major expansion in india uh, so i joined the team uh, to help uh, do the post merger integration and plan out the growth strategies and uh, you know the media and then spent several years uh, in the media and entertainment industry with disney doing a bunch of different uh, different things starting with the strategy role then uh, running our consumer business running our television business and then running mm. the overall disney business in india and the region uh and then uh, you know this time i stayed for about 7 years and then uh, the the bug caught up again and with all the excitement going on in india with the uh, you know the, with the startup world lots of high growth company lots of opportunities in the consumer internet area and yeah. in particular in the education space a space that i've been uh, you know deeply fond of uh, you know all along uh, so an opportunity came up uh, i'd known byju uh, so during my years at disney an opportunity came up to uh, to join that company 
while in while it's been on our peering growth path uh, to help mm-hmm. set up the international business for Baidu's. So I took that up. Uh, subsequently, uh, ended up at uh, Akash Education, uh, which is uh, India's largest uh, uh, test prep company uh, with yeah. uh, about 210 centers all over the country, preparing students for engineering and medical entrance and has a tremendous track record. So I've been here for the last few months. Again, uh, seeing, uh, uh, you know, witnessing the transition from uh, physical learning to digital uh, mm-hmm. as as the overall learning paradigm itself is evolving. So it's been, a, you know, as I said, it's been a tremendous journey uh, I've, uh, over the last 15 years in India, uh, looking at all of these different industries and how all of that has evolved. So, so yes, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, true, true. I mean, when you when you spoke about, you know, you coming back to India for a year and then planning to go back and ever since it has been 15 years, that reminded me of uh, Shah Rukh Khan and Swadesh, you know, <laughs> you know the way you won't planned. believe, you won't believe. So this was released in 2004. And uh, when we moved back to India for that first year, my wife, she would just keep playing those songs, right, just to kind of, you know, in that, to keep us in that, in that mode. Uh, uh, hmm. But, you know, it's a, it's a, uh it's uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been tremendous to be back and uh you know actually i don't even think of it as being back this is home so uh, and and i think the the kind of professional opportunities that have been available here over the last few years and the kind of impact one can have uh is uh, is you know far more than i would have done anywhere else in the world so so true no so true uh, the indian landscape uh, especially with respect to the startups and edtech has really evolved in the last few years but uh, tell me something uh, you know have, having been worked with disney for 7 years uh, in the entertainment business you know you handled their media networks their consumer products gaming live entertainment how how different was it from uh, you know moving from a media entertainment industry to suddenly to an edtech industry which is like very different uh, in terms of operations, how how was the whole experience of this shift? So you know, all of the it's a, it's a very uh, you know I, I get asked this question often about the move from different industry and different functional areas, having done consulting, investing, uh, you know, uh, sort of general management and now business building. Uh, it's it's a it's a little bit of how you take it. I think the the basics of business uh, do not really change, right? Hmm. I, and especially. Uh, there, there's actually so I'll talk about the common commonalities first uh, yeah. because the differences are kind of uh, you know in some ways obvious on uh, you know media, but you know both are very uh, you know consumer oriented industries. Uh, they are they are both being dramatically altered by technology. Uh, we are all seeing that we've all seen that in media over the last decade on how consumer habits are shifting in terms of uh, mm. how we view content. Uh, you know, same thing is happening in education on how uh, how content and and uh, and syllabus and pedagogy is being consumed. Uh, the consumer centricity is very central to both industries. Technology is disrupting both industries. The basics of business, you know, do not really change across uh, across these industries. Uh, the uh, really the the notion of brands uh, and consumers trusting certain brands, whether it's uh, you know for content in entertainment countries, companies. Or whether mm-hmm. it is for providing the right kind of pedagogy and and learning curriculum in education companies, you know that also stays the same. I think, of course, yeah. the rhythm of the industries is very very different. Uh, you know, education has different subsectors, different price points, different ways. Uh, you know, it's a much more it's a it's a much more necessity driven industry. Uh, entertainment mm-hmm. is still a choice, uh, but you know, uh, having said that, in India, uh, not just in India, everywhere in the world, people also want to be entertained at all points. So I think the similarities far outweigh the differences. 
mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah it's been uh, it's been a, it's been a learning experience all along so true no i completely agree and and uh, you know talking about the edtech space now that you are in the edtech space for the last couple of years more than that uh, uh, for the matter of fact uh, you know the biggest players like byju's an academy upgrade vedantu you know we have we have seen uh, and uh, i'm quoting this from a report that uh, the whole indian education sector is actually uh, you know poised to grow uh from uh, 117 billion dollars in the current uh, state to around 225 billion dollars by 2025 uh how do you take this statement how do you take this uh, as uh, in the context of what is currently happening uh, in the edtech space in india and how do you see this grow uh, until 2025 to reach that uh, mark of to uh, you know 225 billion dollars so you know the the statement is of course uh, you know there's only one way to take it uh, being in the industries it's a very very positive uh, outlook towards the industry uh, mm-hmm. and i think the the way that this is going to come about is uh, you know two or three different ways you know the first mm-hmm. one uh, in a country like india is uh, is really the value unlock happens through access uh, as yeah. more and more people get access to education whether it's primary whether it's k12 education whether it's test prep whether it's secondary education whether it's professional education that the likes of upgrad are providing uh, more and more people are accessing it uh, access is being driven by a bunch of factors so, you know primarily awareness uh, awareness uh, about you know what education can do the kind of uh, you know uh, what it can do to your life trajectory not just at the primary mm-hmm. levels but even as a professional uh, yeah. and certainly you know we've all uh, you know test prep as a segment has always been present in india and we know that uh, getting into iit or or medical colleges can change the trajectory of your lives uh, not just for yourself but for a lot of uh, mm. first generation learners for your family and for the community around you as well uh, so uh, so increasing access and awareness is is a big uh, big driver of this value uh, the second i'd say a big driver of value is uh, is you know is is sort of more uh, is is higher quality of education being driven both through uh, you know better uh, uh, better pedagogy better uh, and predominantly through better technology uh, right mm-hmm. so whether it's uh, across all of these sectors whether it's schools you know more we can see more and more usage of technology there which allows better learning outcomes again greater access uh, similarly in in higher education similarly in test prep uh, we've seen the, you you know you mentioned companies like byju's and academy and all you know this is uh, what byju's done in the k12 uh, sector Uh, mm-hmm. which is organized in exceedingly uh, uh, fragmented sector institutions and uh, and uh, help with studies is something that we've all been familiar with but it's in an, it was a it's been a very very fragmented space uh, and byju's been able to put together uh, you know uh, content and uh, an offering uh, that has allowed them to operate at scale uh, and therefore allowed them to invest in content invest in mm. technology and that therefore being able to so it's a, it's a virtuous cycle that they've been able to create uh right. so i i think uh, you know these are uh, these are some of the drivers that will drive uh, uh, drive the access and of course the the core drivers of india uh, you know the growing middle class the rising gdp the higher uh, rising aspiration value all of those factors come into play in pretty much every sector uh, you know every consumer oriented sector in this country and and what sort of channel offerings do the edtech market really uh, present in india in the current state and how are how are you bridging the gap between the digital and offline classroom education so you know channel offering so there is the there is the uh, 
there is the organized system of education right which is your uh, schools your you know primary primary schools which are you know which are both private as well as public uh, in india uh, that infrastructure of course uh, as we all know uh, continues to evolve but there is a lot of work to be done there i think the government's come up with uh, you know with a new education policy there is uh, there is money being spent uh, there are a lot mm. of private trusts and uh, and and philanthropists as well that are contributing to this sector uh but yeah. uh you know it would be a mess if i didn't say that a lot more needs to be done to continue to evolve that right uh, our mm. our school system is uh, leaves, leaves a lot to be desired uh still uh and, but and it is a work in progress having said that we made a lot of progress over the last few decades right in terms of literacy rates access to education etc so that's that's i'd say the core uh, the formal sector and then of course the universities and all of that that uh, you know that the system feeds into whereas mm-hmm. well you know a lot more can be done you know india can afford lots more iits lots more engineering colleges just given the kind of uh, demand and the uh, the uh, you know the raw human capital that is available in this country uh, now then then comes the you know the the supplementary education system that you know in some ways uh, uh, sort of because all kids are not made equal everyone sort of studies at different pace different mm. uh, rhythms different aspirations the supplementary sec- uh, sector exists in pretty much every country right so it's not just that yeah. it happens in india because our school system is what it is it happens in in the us in the west even where the school system is more evolved the proportionality may vary uh, but it exists everywhere so the supplementary mm-hmm. system is where uh, you know a lot more new offerings are coming we talked about byju's uh, and the digital offering that they have uh, as supplementary product for for kids we see a lot of other uh, you know uh, other uh, kind of supplementary offerings beyond the core curriculum whether it's you know coding art and craft all of those markets are evolving in india as awareness grows uh, as aspiration grows people will opt for that uh, mm-hmm. then you know we uh, as akash operate in a very specific segment called the test preparation segment like this yes. is really about preparing kids for competitive exams uh, mm-hmm. and in india in india any of us uh, you know <laughs> who has grown up here in middle class families we know the aspirations are ki bachche ka agar you know the kid is smart or oh, they'll take science and math and uh, you know aspire to become doctors or engineer that's kind of the base case yeah right so we really help kids uh, help our students in that journey uh, because mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, there is there is limited uh, uh, seats in all of these colleges uh, and uh, you know we help uh, the students maximize their chances we partner with them on that journey that's really been the akashi pos the companies were around for for 30 plus years delivering on that promise and we promise yeah. you know we are about efficacy we are about uh, you know taking students with uh, you know the idea is to take their whatever potential you have and uh, convert that into high performance and that's where uh, that's how we operate as a company uh, particularly in uh, like i said mm. in uh, engineering and in medical spaces we've had a very very strong track record of delivering uh, you know multiple thousands of selections and and top ranks Uh, over the last uh, 30 plus years operating in the indian market and what sort of change have you seen like you know you you have been in the iits and uh, what sort of change have you seen uh, from you when you started preparing for your exams your je to now the way uh, uh, you know students are preparing for a je exams see i the, i think the the good thing is uh, that the sanctity you know these are some of the exams in india which where the sanctity and the sacredness of the exam and the selection process has is above reproach 
So that's the mm-hmm. that's the huge positive. Uh, I think uh, everyone knows that you've got to prepare hard to get into IIT or get into medical colleges, uh, and there is there is only one way to get in, which is to to work hard and and ace these exams. Uh, so that's yeah. the that's that that has stayed consistent, uh, you know, uh, from the time I took it in early nineties to now. Uh, the you know it's I, I'd say that it's it's actually gotten tougher in some ways because the mm. number of students I remember when I took the exam in uh, uh, was you know it's, it's probably about a lakh students that appeared for the JE exam uh, and mm. now it's uh, that number is closer to fifteen lakhs uh, while yeah. the number of seats in IITs have gone up significantly from them uh, it's still the the percentage selection and all of that is still a you know it's a still a very very minuscule percentage that. Actually, mm-hmm. make it to the top IITs, and then of course, more engineering colleges, etc., have opened up in India. So it's in some ways, it's gotten tougher. Uh, students have become much more aware uh, about what needs to be done. Uh, there is a more organized, uh, you know, test prep uh, support environment and the coaching system available in India. Uh, but still, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it. a lot of it is still uh, informal and unorganized. Uh, but but yeah, net net, there is you know, it's gotten tougher. More people taking the exam. Uh, and uh, there is there is more help available, so that's the good part. I you know when I joined Akash and I saw the way we are able to take students throughout that journey and pre- helping mm-hmm. them prepare all along, uh, you know I was actually quite uh, sort of quite positively surprised that you know I did not have that kind of preparation uh, or materials mm-hmm. available to me back in the day uh, because there wasn't that much scale, uh, uh, there wasn't uh, any national players at that point in time. Uh, so it was a uh, you know, uh, but now there are. So I think that's uh, that's 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 only one thing that has evolved. No, true, true, for sure. I mean, uh, it has evolved a lot uh, in the past uh, couple of decades. Uh, and uh, when it comes to the hybrid model for education, uh, do you feel uh, that, uh, like for example, you spoke about? how uh, this supplementary education is helping kids to learn. And I think that with this whole uh, online education, digital content being provided uh, for uh, kids to learn as a supplementary product, uh, they can learn at their own pace, right? Earlier, like when we were in classrooms, uh, the only way to learn was to at the speed of the teacher, right? And, uh, uh, you know, it depends on the teacher how fast uh, he or she can finish RK Sharma uh, (laughs) maths. I used to dread maths. And, and, it was it was all about their speed and it was maybe depending on the speed of a few of the students in the class. So you were like focused on uh, making sure that you're competitive enough inside the classroom. But I guess with this with this introduction of uh, digital content, uh, supplementary content, now kids can learn at their own pace. And this is one of the uh, uh, the the good advantage that you have with this whole hybrid system. Uh, I want to know uh, from your point of view, from Akash's point of view, uh, how are you guys planning to uh, 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 you know, go towards this hybrid education model. Yeah, in India. So, uh, you know, the good thing is that uh, you know, while uh, you know, about a year, year and a half, there were lots of plans in place and lots of skepticism. Mm. Over the last year, we have all been forced to embrace it. Yes. You know, who would have uh, thought uh, a year back that you know, and the, the hundreds of millions of children across the world will be studying digitally in this particular format. Uh, mm. But it's, you know, uh, in some ways, uh, the adoption of the digital way of learning has happened uh, to us by, uh, uh, because forced upon us because of this pandemic. And it has, it has uh, you know, it has certainly uh, revealed the advantages of uh, what's possible. Uh, you know, uh, the fact that in, for the most part, we could continue a lot of our activities. Uh, you know, there's still some room for 
infrastructure and uh, and you know device penetration in india but by and large we could continue uh, so mm. at akash for example you know when the when the pandemic struck we were able to move almost all the children uh, to the uh, digital way of learning uh, so the teachers were teaching on tablets uh, okay. recording their lectures live uh, students were logging in uh, using tech platforms and we were able to conduct you know almost a similar experience we were able to because you know in our case uh, because it's competitive exam driven uh, we we need to make sure that we are able to uh, cover the syllabus get the students prepared for these exams and uh, and we were able to do that seamlessly so now now that uh, you know we are uh, you know in the post pandemic world we are all trying to figure out sort of what is the best uh, best of that world that we can retain while also uh, continuing to give that physical experience to children so in the classroom i, I think you you made a very valid point that uh, you know our classroom system is actually quite uh, antiquated it's a very industrial era uh, mm, setup yeah. right the, the current education system is almost like 200 years old uh, which mm. was really designed to create people for the you know initial industrial age where you say that all 11 year olds are now going to study these subjects at this particular from this point to this point right whereas we all know that everyone evolves differently everyone has different interests all of that uh, so i think the new you know digital and supplementary age all of that is starting to solve that at some scale having said that in the test prep uh, arena what we have realized is what's also important uh, along with uh, you know your own pace of learning and availability of uh, high quality content is a peer group because at the end of the day uh, you know you learn a lot with your peer group as well uh, yes and and the teacher interaction the one on one you know in india uh, we have uh, and it's true for many parts of most parts of the world we have the whole guru shishya parampara right uh, where yes. there is a there is a guru who teaches you and as a as a student uh, you know we 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 venerate that position above all else uh, uh, in the in the indian ethos and i think that is also a big driver of success because teachers are not just able to impart knowledge they are able to motivate you they are able to assess they are able to gauge your performance your uh, because you know exams the, the, the kind of competitive exams you're talking about are are high stakes exams so it's not just about knowing the materials it's about being in the right frame of mind so i think these are the two elements that we we did uh, witness were are much harder to manage in an in a digital mm-hmm. world uh, but then there are other elements that allow people to access content from anywhere uh, learn at their own pace uh, you know save a lot of time in commuting in the logistics of all of this so uh, for us as we move ahead really hybrid uh, is the way uh, you know is uh, we will continue to evolve and the idea is to take the best of all these things get the flexibility get the uh, you know yeah. self pacing get the personalization uh, that digital has to offer along with the peer group and the teacher connect and the discipline uh, that a physical classroom model offers true true and uh, abhishek uh, you know uh, in one of my uh, previous episodes i actually interviewed one of the ngos who were working with a lot of uh, kids uh, in the rural areas and small towns and uh, we were discussing about this issue of uh, accessibility uh, uh, of education during the whole pandemic situation so uh, what do you think about this and what's your take on uh, making education affordable and accessible especially for smaller towns and rural areas of the country yeah. you know uh like i said earlier i think there is a lot of work that uh, there is a lot of good work that is happening but there is a lot more that still needs to be done uh, mm-hmm. so you know uh technology certainly helps 
uh, in providing both access as well as affordability. Uh, I think India thankfully has a much better internet infrastructure today. So even uh, someone with a with a low cost smartphone, uh, you know, uh, uh, a five thousand rupee smartphone in a rural area uh, with a hundred rupee monthly plan for data can actually access the best of content from everywhere. Uh, so technology is certainly playing its part, but we need to be able to do that at uh, at a scale where, uh, and we saw that in the pandemic that you know families having to share devices, you know, mm. the parent having to lend that to the to the children to be for them to continue education. So there is uh, there is you know more access that we need to provide. Uh, the yes. te- technology helps in a way that you know now uh, you see uh, one of the big challenges with education in the rural space has always been that how do you find uh, good teachers who are willing to move to villages, uh, to small towns and teach uh, students there. Uh, Technology certainly helps us in providing uh, access in these small towns to to very high quality teachers uh, through through, leveraging uh, the technology infrastructure that exists. For example, one of the models that we are uh, trying out and and, uh, with with good success and will scale up uh, uh, is that uh, we are leveraging uh, the internet infrastructure and the satellite infrastructure to beam classes to smaller mm-hmm. towns so for example uh, you know we have a big center in delhi uh, in uh, in south extension uh, you know where yeah. we get thousands of students uh, you know we have great set of faculty there great results uh, there is a small town in haryana uh, uh, called a uh, small village in haryana called punhana so there is a few mm-hmm. handful of students from punhana that always every year come to south extension to study uh, but it's okay. a it's a few handful of uh, students, a single digit set of students, lots mm. of girl students there, a lot of high aspiration uh, parents there, a uh, couple of good schools, but they cannot afford to send their kids to South, South Extension and have them stay there uh, for a couple of years to prepare for these exams. So what we've done is we've opened uh, satellite and uh, enabled classrooms in Punhana. Uh, so our our teachers in South X when they take classes. We are able to beam those same classes in 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 this uh, place called Panhana, where okay. uh, for a fraction of the cost, what people pay in South X, uh, the, the 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 students are able to access that same uh, same mm. teacher, that same quality of education. And then once in two weeks, uh, once every week, uh, you know the faculty visits there uh, over the weekend, and they do uh, they do sort of one day sessions uh, with the students where they can clear doubts. Uh, they can help them uh, resolve anything that is left unresolved in this kind of uh, in, in the uh, you know during the week, and that that just allows us to cater to those students, uh, right. makes the cost model viable for us, and gives them mm-hmm. access to something that they otherwise would not have. So they're all because of the technology that is available to us. So I think that, you know I am quite optimistic that more and more such uh, models will ev- evolve, which will uh, be financial viable financially viable. Which will therefore allow the private sector to participate in a big way, and will be able to give uh, good, strong access to people in these, uh, you know, uh, small towns and uh, and villages across the country. And I also feel that uh, the government needs to take initiatives as well. Uh, this cannot be just a private uh, affair that you know private organizations are trying to penetrate in the smaller markets and trying to uh, provide accessibility uh, to these. Uh, you know, small town uh, children. But I guess as government also, uh, we need to figure out uh, if there can be synergies uh, between uh, the private sector and the public sector and provide at the end of the day, a good, affordable and accessible education because organization is a big issue. Like even if, like you said, you know, that uh, today 
with this whole cost of internet being in pennies uh, people can access internet from everywhere in india but still the organization is not there when it comes to education so i i, I think that is also another major pillar uh, what needs to be taken care of no absolutely i i think you hit the nail on the head uh, you know education the way i like to put it is an infinite problem in this country and frankly you know uh, when i was doing uh, uh, looking at uh, setting up the international business uh, at byju's we uh, looked mm-hmm. at various countries and frankly i haven't been to a country where people don't complain about the school system and mm-hmm. how things could be better uh, so so you know that's why i say it's an infinite problem we can always get better at it in india the some of the solutions are fairly obvious some of which you pointed out uh, we need to up the quality of our schools we need to get better organization better funding a uh, lot more government effort on the formal side a uh, lot more private sector approach a lot of philanthropic efforts are going in a lot more can go in uh, so yeah it's a you know we can be uh, solving this for the rest of our lives and hopefully make a uh, you know even if we make a small difference the good thing is that the impact in education when you solve even if you solve it for a few people the in, hmm. the impact is enormous because you yeah. can uh, help change the course of their lives and that to me is just a very very meaningful thing uh right that you can change the course of their lives and the lives of those around them uh, i'm sure all of us you know a uh, large part of middle class india will agree because we all have stories uh, because we uh, you know sort of got educated and did certain things right or went to uh, you know we were able to have a very different trajectory uh, in our lives uh, and i give a lot of credit to that uh, in my life and, and i you know uh, i know enough people that do so uh, so the impact is meaningful and uh, the, you know, there's there's a lot that can be done no that's so true so true abhishek and uh, before we wrap up the episode abhishek uh, a last question to you um, you know you know that uh, the board exams are coming up uh, within a month so uh, any any words of advice and motivation to the kids uh, who are listening to us or to the parents who are listening to us no <laughs> no i i i'd say you know all the best uh, you know i i i think uh, Uh, I actually my daughter is in the tenth grade, so I I know exactly what everyone's going through. <laughs> and the only thing, uh, uh, only thing I tell you know, of course, at this point in time, that seems the uh, the the highest peak that she has to scale uh, is mm. just you know continue to have perspective. It's a it's a long uh, uh, you know it, it's a marathon. Uh, we have to you you know uh, continue to have perspective. The exams are important, uh, but uh, learning is even more important. So as long as you're enjoying what you're doing, you are. curious you keep learning uh, things will things will work out and with that i thank you so much abhishek for being on the show today uh, you have been a great guest and i'm sure my audience would have gained a lot many good insights from our discussion today no thank you so much anurag appreciate it and a uh, pleasure pleasure to be on the show it was my pleasure so that wraps it up for today folks if you like the episode give it a big thumbs up share it with your friends and let's go viral Remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have Abhishek on the show again in the future to discuss more about the education system in India and how we can make sure that our children's future is bright and clear. So, if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. And as always, before I sign off, remember Life is black and white and everything in between.